Hello, welcome to Beyond the Noise with me, David Jameson, a source podcast where I get beyond the headlines and look at issues in the news in more depth, or in the case of this week, issues that aren't uh, really in the news. Because I'm joined by uh, Neil Mackay, uh, who is the national organiser for All Under One Banner, uh, the social movement which uh, many people listening to this podcast will know. You've probably been on their uh, demonstrations, a long series of mass demonstrations over the last few years, um, probably the surely the most um, substantial street level mobilizations for Scottish independence in, uh, in the country's history. Uh, thanks very much for joining us, Neil. Thanks for having us, David. I look forward to, to our chat. Um, and uh, the reason I'm bringing you onto this podcast today is because um, somewhat behind the scenes, it's not had a huge um, pickup in the media, but there's been quite a significant development in terms of attempts in recent weeks to establish um, a, a mass, um, broad, permanent organisation for independence campaigners, which is expressly, you know, kind of extra parliamentary in its, in its focus seeking to draw together all of the kind of disparate elements of the independence movement into a, into a single forum. And I know that there have been uh, a couple of meetings with hundreds of uh, folk there um, debating the issues, talking about constitutional matters for the, for the organisation and, and so on. You're probably better positioned than me to, to introduce uh, those developments. So could you just tell us what's going on with those efforts right now? Yeah, well, it's probably um, it's probably good to to start where we're at right now, um, because there's there's just been so much going on to get to this point, let alone where it's going. And where we're at right now is we've just um, forty five candidates have put themselves forward for election um, for the the inaugural national committee. So this is just a, this is the national committee that we've termed it, and we like the phrase inaugural because obviously it's the very first one. And we went with that, and that this this national committee. There's also a poll in the nomination, the form that, w- that was sent out, uh, which has um, given those who nominate uh, an option um, a vote on uh, how long the, com- and that, the the interim committee, how long an interim period that's in place for. So basically, the answer to your question, to rewind for a moment, but to start in the present, certainly where we're at right now is the beginning of a, a week of uh, seven days of elections. And out of this will come 15 people who are going to form this committee. So it's really exciting. Um, there actually, there's a whole range of people in there. I'm not going to mention any names because it's, 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 in, it's in process. But there's some real, um, really good people, all of them, I, I think, you know, and uh, wide ranging from across the movement. But how do we get to here? Um, it's been really, really busy. Um, certainly the last couple of weeks with the, the two assemblies that we held. So. This has been talked about for some time. The need for in Scotland for a national yes membership organisation, um, as you you uh, outlined for the reasons, is to to bind the whole country together, the movement and the independence movement from in in every in every way, and to basically um, to take it to the next level so that we're as strong and as as mobile as possible to 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 escalate and intensify the campaign to win. Basically, um, so there's been a lot of talking about that over the last few months. Various, various people I've spoken to and I've heard of various people speaking about this. Uh, we held an assembly. It was again, it was not the assembly was titled AOB Assembly. So that we were the organizer 
putting the assembly on, but very much what's coming out of this is is not is not AOB. I mean, AOB, Eleanor Wimbarrow's an integral part of this. It's facilitated and brought helped helped to bring it about massively, but it's it's a completely new entity that has been created here. The first assembly we held in February. There was about 100 activists, people from Yes groups, individuals. He uh, came to a, a church a hall that we hired in Glasgow, and it was a really good afternoon of strategizing the way forward and, and a lot of discussion. It was really a real organic um, occasion. Uh, the whole lockdown thing happened, the restrictions. Well, as you know, many of you know who are listening to this, we postponed all the marches. Um, so, yeah, as the years went on, and, and certainly we've not been able to do the street activity that we, we'd planned. Um, our minds have been turning more on the strategy, more on how are we going to get the infrastructure in place um, for next year? Because very much, in my mind anyway, next year um, is D-Day, you know, for the movement. It's either, we, you know, we either do it or we don't, uh, really. It has to be, it's, it's all or nothing. Um, and yeah, so a, a, a couple of months ago, we announced the assembly um, and uh, we, we, we the, the amount of um, dialogue that we've had as a team about this, you know, our, our team, the all under one, all under one banner is national demonstrations for, for yes, but it's also just a yes group. Um, and so there's different levels of that, you know, there's different ways of interpreting that phrase. It's another way is just it's everybody together, you know, in a, in a more general sense, but we're definitely a yes group and um, it's really uh, put us through a sort of crucible of development um, as a yes group. Every single point has been debated and thrashed out. And yeah, we've, we, um, to get to this point, certainly the first assembly, there was over 1,200 people who registered, which was fantastic. Over 250 yes groups and campaign orgs from across Scotland. And there was also people from across the world um, who support independence that registered too, because it was an online event. And at that, we at the first one on the 14th of November, we introduced the properly introduced the the, the, the national guest membership organisation in in the sense that gave it the the platform to be debated and discussed, and also we looked at how we've been campaigning through COVID, um, and the challenges that that lie, lie ahead of us, um, and what we can do about them. So that was very much how the the first assembly was, and then there was a week there. Basically, the fourteenth was the first one. Uh, the second assembly was in the 22nd, just passed. And uh, in that period, we, we very much took it, you know, took all the, the input or, you know, all, the, all, all that was valuable. And we put together uh, a draft constitution based on Yes Cymru's constitution. Uh, yes Cymru in Wales, obviously. And, you know, they've, they've had a national membership organisation going for some time. It's buoyant. It's going really well. Um, and certainly we want to take a leaf out of that, their book, um, as they've done with us. So, yeah, during that week, we had a, a good look over that. Again, there was lots of debate. There was lots of discussion. There was voting. There was, you know, all of this internal machinations of, of our group and um, a working group on the Assembly. Uh, then the Assembly was there on Sunday. Uh, that was the Assembly steering group. So that was only 140 people, I think, at the most. Very much work focused on 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 them, and it went into it was on Zoom rather than hopping because we found hopping was very good, but there was accessibility issues for people's devices. Some couldn't get full functionality, and others could. Um, and and Zoom, everybody's everybody's kind of used to Zoom these last few months. Um, so we did that. That went very well. 
And um, not only did we constitute a steering group, but we're now, as I say, a few days later, we've had lots of nominations. Every, one, every nomination has went to the ballot. So nobody's left out. You know, there's been no pre-selection. It's, it's ultra-democratic. Um, and we're going, we're going to get something really quite exciting here, I think. I, I think it's interesting that you're, you're discussing this in terms of... Um, you know, the need for infrastructure uh, in the independence movement and, and mentioning uh, uh, Yes Cymru, which is uh, a fascinating development um, in Wales, um, where the national question has really uh, kind of moved up a notch. You could also, I suppose, look at Catalonia, where they've traditionally, their largest pro-independence organisations aren't political parties. Um, they're extra-parliamentary membership organisations, but we've not really ever had that since the end of the referendum campaign. So, of course, going back to 2014, there was Yes Scotland and there was also a number of other organisations, but there was also, a, you know, an official uh, organisation that you could affiliate to, get materials from, you could join as branches, you could send it money, you know, all that kind of stuff. Do you think we have uh, missed not having something like that up until now? I think in some ways, yes, and others, no. Um, yes, because because of all the good reasons, all the, the points you've outlined, other you know, the, all the reasons for that, that this has needed to happen to 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 escalate everything and to to win. It's needed to win fundamentally. That's it. But in another way, no. I'm I'm glad that we haven't had it because if Yes Scotland had continued, I don't think we'd be in the position we are. I think it was a bit of a disaster. Um, in the sense of it being top down from government, from SNP, um, and it not being led from the ground up. We hadn't, in 2014, we had, we, obviously there was, as you say, there was a real a wave of groups and activism across the country um, of people power, but really it wasn't until the months after that and the, the years after that that we've seen uh, Yes Groups formal, really properly get established and into networks, whether it's the National Yes Registry, or whether there's other networks developing in Highlands and Islands and uh, sort of the, the, these, these sort of uh, yes groups getting together and forming forming these kind of operational alliances. Um, so I think, in a way, it's been good not having it. Um, we can't change the fact we didn't. We can't go back in time. I think it's coming at the right time now uh, when, in a way, it's going to piece everything together because we've already got this this really a vibrant network of, of yes groups across the country and they're all autonomous and that's really really good um, so this is not to move into areas that exist there's that would be just the most ridiculous kind of productive thing possible i mean i don't think personally that there, there really needs to be any yes alibi groups really i think that it just needs to be a national membership organization however i do think it will need some sort of regional structure in place to integrate all the other yes groups, uh, but that doesn't mean it's a group, a regional group. It just means it's maybe a an interface or a portal, uh, some sort of way by which um, anywhere in Scotland you can connect to. It could be a physical premises or or perhaps even just an online an online front, uh, and and people in these areas who are responsible for for the you know um, being spokespeople for the regions and things like that. I don't know how it's going to look, but certainly. 100% it's going to integrate and, and work with what is. It's not there to, to overtake or replace. Um, and I think by doing that, we can. We, the power available to us uh, will be immense. 
uh, and the change that we can we can make happen. That's what it's about. Um, I recognise that you can't necessarily speak for um, Yes Alba in what I'm about to ask. Um, yes Alba being this um, organisation, the, the kind of the broad church, um, you know, pro-independence organisation. Yeah. But just in terms of your perspective on um, what is coming next, because you mentioned next year as kind of D-Day, um, is, is, is your uh, interpretation that... Um, Assuming that the Scottish National Party wins uh, and pro-independence parties win uh, the next Scottish elections, which is on course to happen, assuming that does happen at, at May's elections, do you think we are going to be in a scenario to face um, another independence referendum, say, in the next couple of years? Is, is that the kind of working assumption? Well, it's good that you mentioned the, the, the point to clarify about not being able to speak for YesAl because I can't, and, and, and nobody can right now. That's the situation. Um, in terms of all under one banner, even there, I'll just point out that what anything I've said in this is my own views, um, just to highlight that. It's not an none of these views are organizational. Um, the way I see it going um, is that we can definitely have a referendum next year. There's nothing stopping that happening, as far as I see it, um, in the sense of if, we, if, the, if, if the SNP win the, the election, which they're forecast to do, there should be, I believe, a referendum You know, in the autumn, as many people are pointing out. I don't see why that can't happen, apart from a lack of political will, courage, lack of acumen, lack of uh, perhaps even ability. Um, in the SNP government themselves and key people. And what I mean by that is that if, if there's nothing else stopping that happening, and, and my view on it is, is as such that Section 30 process is a, is a complete trap. We should not be entering into this kind of dialogue of demanding, seeking permission. I find it all very pathetic and demeaning. And I think what we should be doing is, is not demanding our rights, but asserting our rights. So we, we need to actually uh, if, if I was in charge, put it that way, I'd be, I'd be wanting us to, to, to forge ahead on, on an electoral victory with a homegrown, a homemade uh, referendum um, and uh, the mass movement uh, that, you know, through all the organs that, that, that it's got, uh, through working with the trade unions, uh, you know, really backs this up. And so we've got this, this synergy between the political party and the government, the follow through. And it's backed up by the people. Um, and I think if we do that, and if we, we, we we're not going to get, I, I just can't see it any other way. So if you ask me what, what I can see happening, I can see the SNP winning and it'll get pushed back another year or whatever. There'll be more excuses. Um, but the people, I just think, are just not accepting this anymore. The yes movement are, are sick and tired, as far as I see it, of platitudes. Um, we want action. And I think that's the way we can do it. We can win if we work together, but it, we're not working together. We, we want to work with the, the parliamentary uh, wing, you could call it, but they're really not working with us. And that's no way to, to set a country free. One of the things that people might have seen from um, the initial meeting was an interview between Leslie Riddick and uh, Ian Black for the SNP's leader at Westminster, where I think some of these... Um, you know, conflicts came out over um, the movement feeling that it hasn't been, you know, properly kept informed about uh, the strategy for independence. 
all also from the top of the independence movement there's been a lot of mixed messages black for themselves suggested that there would be a referendum late next year um, but at the same time Nicola Sturgeon has said that there will not be any talk of Scottish independence until both the pandemic and its consequences the economic crisis and so on are, are out of the way so there is a degree of confusion is that informing um, the, these these organizational developments on a level you know is this is this the the wider independence movement getting organized to assert its voice and you know its momentum for an independence referendum well yeah whether it's a referendum or you know there could be another route to, to independence. There are other routes as well. I mean, what, yes, I totally agree with you. This is the, the independence movement, the yes movement, rising up, um, you know, from the ground up organically, um, but organ organizationally and getting that infrastructure in place as ourselves. Uh, we're not look we're hitting our head off a brick wall constantly with this SNP. There's no movement, there's no urgency. Um, there doesn't really seem to be any desire. They're too busy getting on with lots of other things. And I think even COVID is, is not comparative to some of the issues that they're going for. But in terms of COVID, I think, uh, yeah, it's a threat for sure. Um, we've got to manage it. But it's not the only threat we face in the, you know, Scotland and in the Union, in the UK. Um, there's significant harm getting caused to the Scottish people year in, year out. I would like to see the stats on how many people we, you could argue are dying from from Scotland and the UK, and that would be interesting. I'm sure it'd be quite a lot. Um, so it's not the only threat, and I think you know, democratically, countries across the world have shown that they are capable that we can hold a referendum and we can hold an election during such times. I don't think that excuse washes. Um, so really. Yeah, this is us basically the people saying uh, we cannot leave this to politicians alone. Uh, we've got to get organised. Um, and basically, if they don't do it, we will. That's basically it. And so, in the event that there is, um, you've said it might not be a referendum, but whatever kind of democratic event it would be requiring a campaign, um, maybe next year or shortly after, um, do you think this is the kind of model that is the future for the independence movement? So you, you did say that um, the first Yes campaign, and when it was launched in 2012, and I remember this, I remember many people saying it of this, uh, at the time, it was very removed um, from the wider Scottish population. You know, it was a handful of kind of politicians and celebrities and, and, and so on. Um, do you think that um, a future broad independence movement should be uh, kind of democratically brought together by its activists. Yeah, I think it should be be so of itself. It should it should become of itself and from itself. If it's going to have, um, if it's going to be what we need it to be, and I think what we need it to be is something that is uh, Im impermeable. Uh, it's impeccable. It's, you can't get at it. There's no way of taking it down. Really, I mean. Obviously, not forsaking all sorts of other forms of skullduggery that goes on in the political world. But, you know, as an organisation, we've got something really strong and something that can, um, like, you know, mobilise, can, can link up all the dots across Scotland from all the groups, all the individual activists, with the amount of advertising that we can, you know, with the revenue that, that comes in, I'm sure a lot of it's, go, you know, a fair bit's going to go on advertising billboards, radio ads, 
I would like to see us getting organised with people phoning in to unionist phone-ins, uh, you know, an organised campaign of, of from the yes side to actually really phone in, like the way they do with question time, uh, letter writing, you can, all the amount of sort of uh, departments you could call it, and, and linking everybody into that centre point, it's very important that we don't lose the, the singular focus of winning independence, because that is the thing that binds the whole movement together. So I think this is a way of, of make, you know, identifying and, and strengthening and focusing on that individual focus point, but it's allowing everybody to, to join at the same time. So that's the alliance. So it's basically the next stage up, the next, um, yeah, it's, um, you know, like taking a, a straw house and making it brick. It's making it, taking it to the next level, I think. Okay, uh, Neil, thanks very much for, for joining me for your uh, thoughts there. And it will be really interesting to see how all these efforts, which there's clearly a lot of work going in uh, uh, over recent uh, months, you've uh, you know, made good of the difficult situation. Um, and it would be really good to have you back on sometime in the future, maybe discussing the, the fruit of those efforts. Thanks very much. Yeah, that would be great. I look forward to it. Thanks for having us. Okay, thank you, Neil. And uh, I ask listeners to this podcast to subscribe to our SoundCloud and to follow uh, source.scot uh, for all the news and information about uh, the independence movement, wider Scottish politics and so on uh, in the crucial uh, coming months. Uh, and I look forward to speaking to you all again soon.